We're your hosts, Emily Kosofsky and Emily Oliveira, and you're listening to Soul Shine, the act of being fucking awesome. This is a conversation between a therapist and a hairdresser about being human. I'm recording. I'm recording as well. Okay. Uh, Last all right. episode, season four, season three, I'm jumping ahead. Season three. Season I'm like, wait, three. wait, don't jump the gun. This is interesting. <laughs> We're trying a new thing. We're both recording on our iPhones while Zooming with each other, and we each have two sets of headphones on. <laughs> it's very technological. It sounds weird because I feel like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> but let's roll with it. I guess that's how people feel that are recording podcasts on their own. I guess, right? They're just talking to themselves all day. I much prefer talking to you. I'm so grateful that we're conversating. Is that a word? <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. All right. Let's see. Mm-hmm. So season three happened. I it listened did. to it I'm today. I'm so proud of us. Yeah. It came up dope, like, I think. It really did. It, we had just this beautiful merging, I think, and more, more confidence because we were always confident in our ideas, but just really getting into our groove. Um, and then I think the confidence came from better sound quality. Just that. Oh, yeah. It's like, we're legit. I wonder People how this gonna one will be. People are going to take us more seriously. Yeah, and then, and then we end with this. <laughs> uh, it's all right. I'm sure it's fine. Um, it's funny that you say, you know, we've been confident in our, like, content of what we're doing. I've definitely been lacking in podcasts and reading and all these things. And I plugged in some books recently and it's just been reading different things. And it's so funny because I just laugh and I'm like, yeah, that's what we talk about. Yeah, that's what we talk about. Like across the board from like spiritual shit to science shit to uh, community shit. I'm just like, wow, we legit talk about all the things from all the different outlets of everything. Like, I thought it was really fucking cool. I was like, wow. I agree. And I think there was a time where, in my mind, there was a question of like, are we we too broad? What is our umbrella? But because our our topic is being human Mm -hmm. and how to do that with an open soul, open heart, open mind... It does. It, you do see it in all different areas of life. Yeah. And I think it's cool that, you know, if you're someone that's a little more science heavy, because I just listened to our episode, The Pursuit of Bullshit. So it's like, mm. if you're someone that's a little more science heavy, we talk about like your cell makeup and your DNA. But if you're someone that's more spiritual, like we talk about Ramdas and gurus. And I'm like, well, we really just chew it up and make it like ingestible for people across everything and I thought that like that was just fucking cool like I think it took us three seasons for it to come together and feel like we knew what we were doing but I kind of wish that we could just keep reliving the same episodes and I'm like so autopilot Mm -hmm. are you on autopilot do you know your values I know it is funny how much our our past topics come up in in new episodes but it's because there's just there's so much interconnectedness right um and, and I really and, think if you're if you're listening to this right now, the end of season three, and you haven't listened to episode one, episode one is, I feel like the most important episode. It just brings you the awareness. 
you know? It is. I know. I We did that darn well, starting off with autopilot, because that's essentially, we're like, join us in, in breaking that um, yes. mindset. And it can be scary and daunting and uncomfortable, but it's so worth it to break autopilot and think more it's about. It's so important. It's so mm-hmm. important. And it's so funny. I feel like I've been hearing people more and more say the word autopilot, like not realizing oh, I've just been on autopilot. All oh, the past year has been autopilot, blah, blah, blah. And I just want to be like, listen to my podcast. Listen to my podcast. <laughs> if you know you're an autopilot, I can help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I that can and also help. I think with the theme, especially around the pandemic, right, of uh, survivor mode. Mm. Which I think is a lot of overlap with autopilot, right? You're just in the zone, you're thinking about what has to be done, not what you want to be done. I'm going to write that down because survival mode should be an entire topic because survival mode, fight or flight, then the science behind that, the the waves in your body and oh my goodness and just all your the adrenaline of, of yeah. chronic stress and having those yeah those hormones go, surging when we actually don't need them when it's not helpful um Survival i think so mode. many people have experienced that with with covid life yeah yeah it's like our bodies our bodies can handle it but we can only handle it for short bursts to live a year or two years in survival mode. Like you want to talk about having a healthy immune system and taking care of yourself, get off of survival mode. You have to like put the time in to create and to dream and to do all these things. That's the only way you're going to get out of that mode and into this other one. It's like taking the time to have episodes on time. Yeah, survival mode fucking kills you. I've been thinking about that a lot. This, uh, I know we did a whole episode on time and just how often we can have an unhelpful attitude around it. We're basically mm-hmm. always feeling like we're running out of it. And we don't have enough of it. Um, and I read this article of um, if you just lose that perception of it being finite, even though, of course, technically we do have only a finite time <laughs> on the planet. However, from your day to day, if you can just open up um, and have a less rigid mindset around it. I've been trying to do uh, not not always successfully, but part of for me going from survivor mode to more of a thriving mindset is being more flexible with mm. myself, terms, like when and how things get done. Flexibility. Yeah. Because I'm not, I, I struggle with, if I start something, I want to finish it. And it, it can be, well, if I don't have enough time, then I just won't start it. And you've, mm. taught, you, you've definitely helped me with just thinking about, like, just get going. Like, just get some traction, see what happens, throw some stuff with the body. I think that's a big reason why we were able to achieve what we have in three short seasons is because of your ability to just say like, let's, let's just go for it. We have to get, we have to get some data. You know, it's funny. I'm going back and forth with the girl that I'm signing the nonprofit with. And she's very, she also has 
a different role, but she's very by the books and you have to do it this way and you have to do it that way. And I'm all about, no, you just got to throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Cause there's always time and opportunity to change. But if you never throw shit against the wall, you're just never going to start. I'm all about just fucking start. And once you start, if you like the way it's going, you're going to find time. You're going to create the space to do the things that you want to do. But it's if you don't ever start, you're never going to create the time or the space. Because we have the time. Totally. Yeah. But we fill it with other things that mm-hmm. maybe are secondary. Or that are more comfortable. Uh, yeah. That comfortable bullshit. But yes, you so, def- I, there were many, many a times in the early days where I was super uncomfortable, but I also very much knew you were right. And I was not. <laughs> I wanted to exercise so much caution when it was so unnecessary. So it, it, it's really cool to look back and see. Um, of course, Just I still like get anxiety wall. when you go to push the record button before I'm ready, but it's much less than the early days. <laughs> Okay, well then speaking of it, let's actually jump right into what you have been doing, the shit that you have been throwing against the wall and what's sticking. Um, You got your own practice now, so I think you should talk about it. I do. I mean, another, well, let me start off again publicly saying thank you for challenging my notion of time and how much time I had to get it going. I wasn't even going to, I mean, it's, it's July. In my mind, I was just going to be starting this whole process. And I was talking to you and you were literally, I think you just said, why? Why not now? And I had zero reasons not to start. It's like if you had a valid reason, like, hey, I'm finishing a course. Hey, I'm delivering right. a baby. But I'm like, homie, you're just, you're just chilling. Just do it now. <laughs> just do it. Why not? You were correct. So thank you. Mm-hmm. And I got you. My, <laughs> my practice, Head to Heart, launched a little over a month ago. Woo, woo, woo. And it feels so damn good. I mean, the energy is completely different around. Wait, work. but you didn't say what Head to Heart is. So it is a, I offer all teletherapy for your emotional well being. It's mental health it. services, and I work uh, all with adults. No children, please. Uh, and what about late teen? Not your vibe. Oh, good question. Yeah, I'll take an I'll take an occasional high schooler. Sure. Okay. If they're right. into some mindfulness. If they're curious about that, all I right. can I can show them the ways of that. Because I feel like it is becoming a little more, I don't hate to say mainstream, but high school kids are, I think, are starting to be aware and they have platforms where they get to be themselves. So it's like figuring out who you are is starting kind of younger. I completely agree. I think there's kind of this awkward juxtaposition of kids being under so much pressure to be mini adults, you know, to be... Mm to have their resume at 14 years old and get into, you know, have their plans to get into an Ivy league school or whatever from their parents, um, coupled with this awareness because of the age we're living in 
um, with mm-hmm. human rights and individuality and mindfulness. And so, yeah, I think that's a real, it's a really good point that these kids are carrying so much pressure and so much awareness. And it's like, how yeah, do you but exercise it's, awareness? It's so crazy too, that adults, this is still all the things you just named are things that adults are also getting slapped in the face with. They're right. like, wait, so how do we maneuver in this world? And if you have kids, how do we set that example for kids? So, okay, cool. So I think, I mean, you and I have talked about this so much, like what, how, how do we get in our own way? You know, what, what story are we spinning that is is not based on reality and is, is just unhelpful to us? How are we getting stuck? I think I, I help people to locate those unhelpful beliefs and and really grow into their own story that's based in, in what they know about themselves in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, and How I has just it been? Always, oh, really good. I mean, I all of my clients came with me, which just made my therapist heart flutter, you know, from where <laughs> I was working. Um, is it? different working for your own well for yourself versus being under a company has anything changed can you practice differently you know good question like the mechanics are the same it, there's just I would say that the the silly energy that went into the corporate stuff the emails mm-hmm. the drink the kool-aid stuff the unnecessary meetings like those kind of things not my my energy is freed up what was once being taken up by that stuff is now freed up for me to think about not even my just own your energy your time vibes. yes yes yeah you're like i don't need to be in these company-wide meetings i need to meet with my people and meet with myself Completely. it's probably freed so up paper, a shit ton of time yeah yeah so on paper it's not different really too much but i i feel an identity shift that's making me feel different well i feel like that's probably also something that's great for your clients for them to almost realize like hey you're doing this you're working with me on paper you might not see any difference you're still going to your job you're still running your house but it's the inside like in the Mm -hmm, inside my mm -hmm. energy feels better like Working from the core out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Working Ooh, from yeah. the core out. And that's why it feels so good. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that all your people came with you. No. It's been nice. I've been no, able to really send so you sweet. people because Which it's I like. Appreciate. Mm-hmm. But it's almost nice because they can kind of experience you before experiencing you. I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, go on, listen. You can hear what she's about. You can hear her voice. You can feel the energy from it. So it's like, if you feel like you can connect, then connect. If you feel like I hate listening to Emily talk, <laughs> which Not <one>? a good <laughs> math. <laughs> <laughs> then it's like, then, you know, you find someone else. So I think it's been cool that yeah. I'm like, hey, this person, go listen to them. If you like them, call them. And it is a really unique opportunity to hear a therapist talk i mean it's, it's pretty rare right yeah um, to be able to kind of sample in that way yeah um, it's literally like your whole life is put out on the internet and people mm-hmm. can essentially judge you based yeah. on it yeah. so 
It's all been good, though. <laughs> Judge away. <laughs> Judge away. <laughs> That's can. what happens when you put your life on the internet. Yeah, right, right. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at hth underscore Boston. So it's hth for head to heart underscore Boston. And my email is head to heart counseling, all one word, at gmail.com. I would You're going to put that in the show love. notes, right? to hear i sure will yeah oh, hell yeah love to hear from anybody who wants more information yeah and you can always reach out to me and i'll ask emily for the hundredth time hey what's your email <laughs> i <would> gladly <laughs> tell you you know i will i finally put it in the notes on my computer i'm like stop Aww. texting emily asking her email address <laughs> that's nice thank I, you I, well i feel like it makes it look like i don't listen to you like emily you don't know my email oh. address? I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm just so grateful that you're thinking of referrals. I, that, that thought never even crossed my mind to be annoyed. Oh, that's all I think about. Oh, I'm that gosh, friend that no. can't remember anything. Head to mm-hmm. heart counseling at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. That is the best way to take control of your life. Well, yeah. I also said to someone recently about my therapy and all this. And I said, you know, Using the time slot of therapy, even if you don't like the talking part, if you're not getting something from that, getting yourself used to carving out one Mm -hmm. hour a week for yourself. I'm like getting in the habit of that alone, whether you want to fill it with therapy or not, carving out one hour a week seems so little, but it's such a major thing that people can't do. And sometimes having an appointment with someone holds you to that hour. So it's like maybe you want every other week to talk to someone, but every Mm -hmm. week take that one hour on a Friday. You know, read a book, write in a journal, get a coffee, fucking smoke a joint. I don't know. Just take Mm -hmm. the hour and practice the hour for yourself. Yeah, it sets the tone that we deserve to have and own emotional space. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I feel very, very lucky. I love, I love what I do. And now I love it even more. Yeah. (laughs) Because now it's on your terms. Now it's mine. Good. Yes. Yes. We're going to have to put show notes. You and me this year. You? I said we've accomplished you and and me together and separately. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. There's always room for accomplishing. Or for trying and failing. Failing is like my new favorite thing that I've been thinking about. Maybe we should talk about that next year. Oh, yeah. Write that down. I love Because I've been reading a lot of um, leadership mindset books. And I've always been okay with failing. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, years ago, first started doing hair. My first big failure was someone wanted blue hair. So I bleached it out. It turned yellow. I put blue on it. Boom. Green. That was like the biggest failure that I could remember in like my hairdressing years. Mm. But without failing, I would have never thought more about color. So it's like, honestly, I think about it all the time. Like failing isn't failure. Failure, failing is trying. And unless you try, you're never going to fail or succeed. So I've been thinking so much about failing 
And all these mindset leadership books are like, it's okay to fail. That means you're trying. If you're too scared to fail, if you never start what you're doing, then that is failure versus trying something and failing at it. Yeah, I think for so many people, it can become a your your worth or identity takes a hit with yeah. failure. And it's like so a death be, sentence for people. Mm-hmm. Right. To be able to still feel worthy and lovable with, not is, just spite of, but with a failure, um, I think it's a really uncomfortable idea for a lot of people. But which I'm is totally so funny. Because, I don't know, I think of it as, as soon as you fail, you're like, cool, I'm going to take that off my list because that's not how it's done. And it right. actually frees up so much mental space because you're like, cool. It's like a science project. Cool. I did it that way. This yeah, is not going to work. Say, yeah, it's, it's data collection. Yeah. So it's, it's like, I don't know. Information. You have to do that to be able to succeed. Not one person that has bettered their life, started a business, uh, anything. They have not done it without failing. Like you mm-hmm. have to. It's not a death sentence. It's not your identity. Yeah, your ego hurts for a minute, but it frees up your time. It frees up your thought process. It frees up, you know, it helps you create better values in your life because you're like, okay, Mm. it's more important for me to try than to not. Failure isn't the end. Yeah, we should have a whole episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, good idea. I wrote it down. There you go. You did it. Season four. Season four. Failing. Flexibility. Survival mode. Green hair, don't care. Uh, green hair, don't care. Green, green hair, hair I, I hate myself, green hair. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That was a fucked up one. Luckily, the and, person uh, liked green. I like green, too. I was like, because <laughs> your hair is green. It's a good person to have that failure yeah, with. Yeah, Thank you. And how many thank years you, ago was that? Oh, my God. At least 10. Wow. Yeah. And here it's you crazy. Are now. I've, been, I've been doing hair for almost 15 years. Damn. Which is crazy because I'm only 24. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how that happened. I swear, I'm only 24. <laughs> um, um, okay, so I so want talk- to figure out how for season four we get our listeners more involved because anyone that's listened has given such great feedback. I had clients tell me they pre-downloaded the podcast so that when they were on vacation in Cancun, they sat out on their little balcony at night and would listen to our podcast. That is so sweet. Right. I was like, that's fucking awesome. So it's like people like it and they're engaging with it, but how do we, how, can we on Instagram? Can we do those like question people? People, people who follow us send us questions. Oh, I guess so. Isn't there that little question box you can yeah. put in? Because I feel like we need some more involvement. Okay, we can do that. It's well, at least with my clients, they listen to the podcast and then they come in and they sit in my chair and they just not answering everything we've talked about. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't even remember what we talked about in that episode. But it's like, they want to talk about it. But it's like, how do we get them we should to do a soul talk more summit. about it? A soul shine what? Summit. Oh. Like a 
cooler name for a conference. <laughs> <laughs> we should do like a cool conference. No, we totally <laughs> should. We should think about how we can get like a small group together where people are all like-minded and want to talk about things like how they've overcome autopilot, Ooh. how they found their values, what's important to them and how they manage oh, time. That'd be super fucking cool. Yes, of a listener discussion or just a human yeah. discussion. <gasps> Let's do that. Oh yeah. Maybe but we can figure out the zoom shit too. Yeah. Mad people um, to zoom in. We could. We'll, we need, like four sets we'll of headphones. need zoom pro. <laughs> All right, never mind. We'll get him in person. <laughs> uh, cool. I was trying to segue before, but you went in that direction, which is great. But I was trying to segue to your, you teed me up for my business. You've also been mm-hmm. very, very busy. Tell um, our listeners about your new venture. Okay, it's so funny because I've been so busy doing it, but it takes so long to do it. Starting a nonprofit, starting a business, I feel like you file some paperwork and get a name and you have a business. Mm-hmm. Filing a nonprofit, you file the paperwork and then you file the paperwork again. And then you file the paperwork with the feds. And then there's so many layers of, you know, bylaws and boards and rules. And because now you're getting into tax exempt, it's, mm. I've been working on this since probably about January. Wow. And I feel like I barely got into it. But I am starting a nonprofit for women with hair loss. Um, During the pandemic, I was trying to get back involved with the American Cancer Society. And they used to have a free wig bank program where you could find participating salons and you could go and get a free wig. You don't have to worry about prescriptions or any of that. Just somewhere to go get some hair. I called during the pandemic and I'm like, hi, like, I want to be part of this. I know salons have closed. Can I please join? Woman puts me on hold for like a half hour. She comes back. She's like, I'm so sorry, but um, we actually cut the funding to that. We no longer offer free wigs. I was like, wow, that's fucked up, but okay. So I decided that I will start my own wig bank program. And since I've been rolling the ball on it and throwing shit against the wall. I swear every other day I get a message from a client. Hey, my mother-in-law. Hey, you know, my neighbor. Hey, my coworker. They lost their hair. Oh, they have cancer. Um, They're going through this. There's so much hair loss, but because it is a cosmetic issue, a lot of places can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing research that hair loss in the hair world is like a $3.3 billion industry. <gasps> and oh my most of that shit does not fucking work. Right, but they, right. But they get you when you're down and they're like, hey, if you spend $3,000 on this red laser, it's going to grow your hair back. And I'm like, I'm sorry, your follicles are dead on your head. Your hair's not going to grow back. Mm-hmm. So let's get you some hair. And like, let's work through it because it's a mental thing as much as it's a physical appearance thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, my hair affair, we're going to be having a little affair. Sometimes we like to tell people about our affairs and sometimes we like to keep them secret. So 
It's up to you if you want to tell people about your hair or if you want to keep it a secret. But someday. My hair affair? Yeah. I thought it'd be fun. You could do a little. You could do a little play on words. I'd like to have some big events, some big affairs and, you know, have maybe some galas, if you will. But it is funny because a client mentioned to me, they were like, the word affair, it's so it's so quick and short. And I laughed and I go, that's what you think. I go, affairs aren't necessarily a one night stand. There are people that have had side relationships for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And by the look of your face, you're going, oh, hell yeah, there are. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, in, in oh, yeah. Therapy, with them, yeah uh-huh. More are long term, <laughs> if anything. Then. So it's funny. So this word affair, it's this like risky, sexy kind of word that is either long-term or short-term. Maybe your hair will grow back or maybe, like I said, you want to tell people about it or maybe you don't. So it's like, I really, I'm going to play with the words a lot as this grows. So looking forward to having an affair with all my people. (laughs) (laughs) Wink, wink, giggle, giggle. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. So we're both busy, but we create the time. Yeah. We create the time because we've done the groundwork of figuring out what's important, what can we fix, what can't we, where do we want to go. You got to do the groundwork. Absolutely. That foundational building. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going right, to keep cool. working on until we meet to record episode one, season four. Oh, so exciting. Which won't be till like winter, <laughs> but... Super nope, excited. I'll see you then. Yeah, we're gonna take a nice break, <laughs> and then <laughs> come back at it. All right. Um, so, is there anything we want to wrap up with? Maybe we can actually end with that mantra I sent you that I found. Oh yeah. What did it life, say? Please. Life is happening for us, not to us. It's hard to digest. The four versus the two. Because we like forget that we're just living. And we are the universe. So it's like... I feel like life happening to us is autopilot or is blaming the external stuff. And, and life for, happening us, for is us is like, hey, this showing is us that we are. And yeah. 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 That's cool. Mm. Say that one more time, slow. Life is happening for us, not to us. Yeah, I like that. Mm. My mantra that I've personally had for years is everybody has a life, but not everybody knows how to live. Oh, yes. You have said that one. They are. Those are similar. Yeah. Because if we actually take control and we understand this is happening for us and we can control it and direct it, it's very different than why is this happening to me? Yeah. 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 I like that. Mm. I like that a lot. So good. Good. I'm proud of us. That's a wrap look at, on season look at three. Us. I'm sorry. Can you hear the dinging come through of my computer? Not really. No. Oh, good. Okay, great. Cause it's going to be like I a little bit of to... my cat in the background, a little <laughs> bit of whatever, but we're doing That's the right. best we can. 
We are. And you should keep doing the best that you can. Yeah. Good. All right. I guess that's right. a wrap, huh? We'll talk Soul Shine. Season three. It's been great. Yeah, maybe we'll mm-hmm. sprinkle some snacks during the fall. Little treats. Love a good treat. Yeah, good. All right. I'm hanging out. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Soulshine Podcast. You can email us at soulshinepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear ideas for future shows and even get you on here to shoot the shit and tell us your story. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And most importantly, don't forget to let your soul shine.